Welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrow in the Field. Here we go for another 20 minutes of the Pod Blast. Getting good at this, Ben, are we? Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Grand National Weekend this weekend, so we're going to make a tiny tweak to the running order of the show this week with the uh, t- with two of the earlier Saturday Aintree races covered in part one of the Pod Blast. Uh, a quick stop in Scotland for our top, middle and bottom football Trixie, and then we dedicate part three of the pod to uh, exclusively to the big race itself, the 2023 Grand National. So first race on the agenda is the Grade 1 Liverpool Hurdle, set to be run at 3.35 on Saturday at Aintree. Ten runners go to post... Uh, for the valuable staying prize. Ben, can you start us off with this one? Indeed, Tony. It, uh, a solid race uh, on the race trends front, the Liverpool Hurdle, since it was up to Grade 1 status 12 renewals ago. Ideally, you're looking for a horse rated 152 or higher, that won or were beaten less than 15 lengths in a Class 1 Hurdle race last time out and had two to five starts in the current season. Now, those trends would have found you all of the last 12 winners, and gives you a trend shortlist this year of Champ, Flooring Porter, Dashell Drasher, and Home by Lee. And on the pace side of things, I'd be expecting a repeat of the stairs hurdle from Cheltenham. Uh, Flooring Porter and Dashell Drasher, both likely to sit at the head of the pack, pinging away, setting some solid fractions. And it's actually Dashell Drasher that interests me the most in this race. If you look at him over hurdles when racing in fields of 11 or less, you see six wins in three seconds from nine starts, and that's all six of those hurdle wins. So uh, he gets those conditions here. Uh, figures he's been posting so far this season suggest he's still very much at the top of the game, uh, top of his game, sorry. And Dashiell Drasher, he'd be an each-way player for me in this one, I think. I'm quite surprised by his price. Um, might have a double on somebody else as well. Not sure exactly yet, but might be home by the league because... He performed a minor miracle to finish as close as he did in the stairs hurdle at Cheltenham last time out. He made a, an all-but-race-ending mistake at halfway that day. Um, Joseph O'Brien, he does tend to have his horses buying ready for his meeting. He sent 11 to the NT Festival previously. He's won with three of them. He's placed with five others. Um, so, Homeway Lee, he's, he's also on my radar, along with Dashiell Drasher, who's likely to be my main play. What you got, Tony? Uh, more or less, I thought this was a nightmare of a race to uh, look over. I had Florin Porter, side of Burley, I couldn't knock out. Um, blimey, what he's done in the last two years is absolutely incredible. At his age, champ, uh, home by the Lee, and Marie's Rock. I couldn't get rid of that, even though I'm not a fan of uh, Marie's Rock. Uh, Dashiell Drasher, though, overpriced again. Uh, it just staggers me, Ben, the lack of respect this 10-year-old gets is an absolute disgrace in the market. Uh, winning place here uh, from two starts, three from seven on good to soft. As you say, I'm not going through what, what you've said. I mean, but I like Dashiell Drasher each way. Solid forming grade one contest. Won't mind running within 30 days of his of his last run. Positives, left-handed on a flat track. Uh, a good 
pull into the race from Florin Park. I think he may go clear tomorrow, I think, on this flatter track, uh, Ben, and uh, possibly Dashiell Drasher will just tuck in behind. Um, can uh, Saida Burley win two in a row? 11 remains to be seen. It's uh, it's all about Dashiell Drasher for me. And at 8-1, to one, it's a definite each way uh, selection there. Dashiell Drasher in the 3.35, Ben. Uh, and on to the uh, 4.15, Ben, the William Hill Handicap Chase, Class 1 Handicap. Uh, is this a race before the Grand National? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's done it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, class one handicap uh, upgraded to class one twelve renewals ago. Mm. Uh, some solid trends to play uh, to play with in this one. The strongest one being all twelve winners had zero or one previous handicap chase win on their CV. So unexposed type being the call. Uh, if you apply that one trend to this year's field, you get a short list of Beauport, El Dorado, Allen. Coconut Splash, Darren's Hope, and a bow to greatness. Now, I made a note on Coconut Splash after he'd ran at Weatherby back in October on a seasonal debut. Uh, that was in a 2 mile 3 handicap chase. He finished third of seven, and that note read 3 mile plus looks like where his talent should be unlocked. Pedigree is chock full of stamina. We'd want to see a win on one of his first two 3 mile plus starts or go very close to winning, or he'd be an easy fold. The old Kenny Rogers, no way to hold him, no way to hold him, mantra <laughs> there, coconut splash. Beautiful. Uh, since that, yeah, you need a bit of Kenny. Uh, since that <laughs> Weatherby run, he has finished pulled up in a two-mile five furlong handicap at Cheltenham, and then second of three at Hereford, and that was over three-mile one furlong. And I actually think that was a decent enough run because the winner that day, City Chief, he came out and won the grade two Toten next time out. At Weatherby, and he's now rated 142, which is eight pounds higher than the mark he beat Coconut Splash off at Hereford. So I think that was a tough enough job for Coconut Splash um, at Hereford. And it's kept them off the track since then. Uh, they have their second crack at three miles with them here, and I'm happy to have a roll of dice with Coconut Splash in this race at around 12 to 1, 14 to 1. I think, I think this is my first go at him. At three minutes, I did in the back in the last time. I think this is where we should see the real coconut splash. And yeah, he's tempting me in at those prices, Tony. What mm. Yeah, he's fourteens, isn't he? And I like I yeah. like those rucker colours, not the colours, but I, I, they, they always they all, they've always bought well, haven't they? The ruckers. Um, they know how to play some. They, they take their time if they have to. Absolutely, yeah, and, and fully support Evan Williams as well, don't they? And uh, mm-hmm. a great uh, jockey and trainer combination there, Adam Wedge and Evan Williams. Uh, yeah, good shout. Four fifteen. Yeah, hoping uh, Gold Cup Bailey and Darren's Hope go off in front to uh, give my two a bit of a pull into the race. I've got Shake 'em Up Harry. I'll start off with a uh, good third of twenty three in the plate, beaten over five lengths at the uh, Cheltenham Festival. Excellent Luca Morgan in the plate there. Not too sure about the owner of uh, Shake 'em Up Harry, but anyway, moving on. Beauport, I'm with you. Um, he, uh, he, I thought. By the way, Gold Cup Bailey. What a horrendous name for a horse! Why? And that's the the Minier, uh, Simon Minier and, and uh, uh, Isaac Swade as well. The great. I love following those those horses. They they buy well as well, don't they? And 
What an awful they name. Do. Absolutely horrendous. Appalling name. Gold Cup Bailey. Moving on. But Beauport uh, thought he raced too prominently in the Kim Muir for his own good, I think, Ben. And uh, he finished. ended up finishing ninth of 23. He lost a shoe in the process there as well. Whether that meant any difference, I don't know. But uh, uh, fourth of 21 at this meeting 12 months ago over hurdles. So, yeah, I think um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed for Beauport, uh, at uh, around 15 to 2 he is at the minute and um, 8 to 1 and possibly shake him up Harry if I can bring myself to uh, back one of his horses uh, for both each way in the uh, 4.15 right it is uh, our break off point we're off up to Scotland see if uh, Wim Hof makes an appearance here uh, it is <laughs> top middle of bottom here we go fingers crossed <laughs> We were on a winning streak last week, Ben. Uh, it's a £1 Trixie from us both, uh, so we were £4 in total. It's just for fun, everyone. Uh, an update from uh, last week, please, Ben. Yeah, Tony, two winners, mm. one loser, plus 1.62 points profit. Myself, two winners, one loser, plus 1.5 points profit. I think we're both Marvelous. let down by the Scottish first. Boo. Uh, <laughs> running totals, Tony, plus 18.89. Myself, plus 45.36. Let's hope we can continue on our streak this week. I'll start us off. I'm going to the championship as first as always. I'm going for Patrick Thistle to be Air United at 21 to 20. Patrick have really got the bit between their teeth right now. And they can, I think they can taste a return to the top flight calling. Um, and they're also playing some pretty decent football, to be fair to them. Uh, one of the form teams in the division right now, they are really are not. They've been doing their best to sabotage their own promotion chances. Park have tightened up considerably at the back. They've only conceded three in the last ten matches. I think this could be a hard game for Air to try and get things going again. So I'll take Partick in this one. Middle, Scottish first. Airdrie to beat Falkirk at 27-10. to 10. I'm surprised by the prices on offer here. I'm not surprised Falkirk are f- favourites at home, but close to 3-1 to one for Airdrie, I think, looks very big. Airdrie have won their last five. They scored 22 in the process and they conceded only two. And they scored 30 goals in their last 10. They're just they're rumping at the minute. Um, they've also won seven in the last 10 meetings against Falkirk and I just don't get the price, to be honest mm. with you. So, Airdrie for me in the Scottish first and at the bottom, Scottish second, Sterling Albion to beat Stenhouse Muir at 23 to 20. Sterling unbeaten in 15. They've already beaten Stenhouse Muir three times this season. 3-1, 3-1 and 3-0. Only two more wins to wrap up the title, so I'll be taking Sterling to beat Stenny in the Scottish second. So Partick, Airdrie and Sterling for me, Tony. What have you got? Marvellous. Um, I'm hoping, we're, we're, it looks like we're going to finish in profit, doesn't it, by the end of the season? We've done all right, haven't we? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Well, you will be I'm anyway. Happy. I mean, you will, 45, 36, but 18 and 89, hopefully I can... Hang on then, uh, make a I think profit. You, just need, you need one more, more, one more result, and then you're probably guaranteed yes. in profit. One, like one more profit of a week. Yeah, I think not bad, eh? Not bad. Mm. Uh, all right, Championship Dundee at home to Morton. We have a evening game, a Friday evening game. Queens Park uh, are playing Hamilton tonight. Queens Park will go joint top of the championship. Listen, me, uh, joint top of the uh, championship. Uh, Misinformative. It sounds like I know what I'm on about. 
Uh, Dundee at home to Morton at 11 to 18. Uh, Dundee will be up for it tomorrow after Queen's, uh, Queen's Park win tonight. League One, Queen of the South away at Dunfermline at 4 to 1. Oof. What Oof, about that's that? A swing, Tony. That's well, a swing. I think. I, I just think they'll, they'll switch off now, Dunfermline. I, I, I mean, they're, they're miles clear. They're eleven points clear uh, at the top of League One. I just think they may switch off tomorrow against Queen of the South, who have won the last four. So Oof. anyway, once again, sounding like I know what I'm on about. But uh, League Two, I'm with you there, mate. Uh, Sterling Albion away at Stenhouse Muir at six to five. So it's Dundee at home, eleven to eighteen. Uh, Queen of the South away at four to one. Sterling Albion uh, away at Stenhouse Muir six to five ish or whatever. What uh, that's just the prices that uh, we've got in front of us. But uh, anyway, all right. Moving on. That is uh, top, middle, and bottom for this week. It's uh, now time for the big one: the 2023 Grand National. Forty runners over four miles, two and a half furlongs. Uh, the race you said, Ben, that your mum has a better record of picking the winner than you do. Uh, sadly, that is probably true. That is probably true. And I'll be honest, I've actually already had my mother-in-law on the phone this morning. Lovely. Asking about the sweepstakes she's doing our work because she's worried somebody may be cheating. And I'm like, like if somebody has figured out how you cheat to find the winner <laughs> the of the national, national yeah, put them on to me. I'll, I'll deal with them because I could be done with that information. Um, <laughs> but I think she's all right. But yeah, so... Let's see. Let's see what the trends say for the national this year. Um, been a bit of a tricky race in recent times to get a grip on uh, on the trends front. Plenty of changes happened to the race. Uh, distance tweaks, changes to the fences, compression of the top end of the weights. Uh, horses having to run under certain circumstances to, to qualify for the race. So, for race trends purposes, I've only gone back to the last twelve renewals, and I have the eleven of the last twelve winners passing the following four trends had three or more starts in the current season, had between one and nine previous handicap chase starts, ran in a Class 1 or a Class 2 race last time out, and finished first or second on one of our last three starts. So a bit of recent form is a bonus. Um, I do have more trends I'll factor in, but those four those four would actually cut the field down to, to less than half. Still a large amount, obviously, but you know, it's a good start when you've got 40 runners to deal with. As far as shortlist the race goes, Using those trends and adding a few more fillers in, I would be looking at Gerard Dumesnil, Mr. Incredible, Mr. Coffee, Dunboyne and the Big Dog. Of those, uh, Gerard Dumesnil is certainly interesting to me for Mullins. Um, I thought he'd be shorter than 12 to 1, 14 to 1, as it's currently available. I think the 4 mile plus trip and the long run, and I think that'll be bang ideal for him. As jumping, he can be scratchy at times, but he's never actually fallen, and he's actually got 100% completion rate in his 14-race career. Also brings a huge amount of grade one experience to the table. Nine of his 14 starts have been in grade ones. He's won three of them. He's finished second or third in the other six. Now, he finished third in the Irish National last year. Uh, that was only his fifth chase start, so we know he handles the hurly-burly of a, a big field marathon chase. And he does catch my eye here, Gerard Dumesnil. I quite like his chances. Um, the other from the shortlist that's interesting me right now, Mr. Coffey. Um, he actually completed over these fences in the Topham chase last spring. He's well beaten coming to the line that day, but it was over two mile five. That's I think that's way too sharp for him. Uh, won't have been wasted experience for him though because he has the big fence experience under his belt now hopefully he can put that to good use on Saturday I've always thought a left-handed galloping track that's what he wants um, 
as well as previous best ever's have come. And he's one, you know, I'll be happy to take a swing at around 50 to 1. Hopefully, he'll plug on past Tyron Horses, land himself in the places, or even better, a win. Possibly that's out of the equation, but, you know, it's a national. Never know. So, Gerard Dumesnio and a bit of a swing at Mr. Coffee was where I'm at right now, Tony. What have you got? Good stuff, Mr. Coffee, blimey. <laughs> I really fancied him for Cheltenham and uh, he's completely off my radar now. I think, uh, yeah, some interesting trends there. And as you say, Ben, the uh, uh, since it was dropped to two, uh, four mile, two and a half furlongs, that's six years it's been two mile, four and a half, uh, three, uh, two, four mile, uh, two four and a half mile. furlongs, that's six years. Uh, the age has just taken a massive swing uh, between yeah, seven yeah, and that, nine yeah. with uh, five of the last six winners being aged eight or nine. And that also rings true with uh, 16 of the last 24 places in the, uh, the last six years uh, were aged between seven and nine. So I don't, th- I, I personally don't think, uh, obviously I'll give it another few years uh, to have a look at, but I don't think that's um, a coincidence by any stretch of the imagination that when the race has dropped a furlong and a half and then all of a sudden younger horses are starting to, uh, younger speedier horses. I know people will say at the end of four, four and a half miles it doesn't make any difference, but it clearly is at the minute when you look at the uh, when you look at the ages, uh, the age groups now that uh, have swapped over since the, the distances were dropped. Uh, my shortlist is Galvin, Delta Work, Coco Beach, uh, Galliard de Manil, and uh, Korak Rambler. Now, this is uh, to do with uh, recent key races as well in the race in the last uh, eight to ten years. Uh, the, um, the Ultima has produced a couple of winners as, uh, as well as the uh, I mean, Gold Cup. Those who go in the Gold Cup uh, usually run well now in the National, and uh, which is uh, one for Noble Yates' followers, but he doesn't make my short list. Uh, and the uh, cross-country, very much the cross-country. Yes, un- OK, uh, Tiger Roll is, uh, you know, obviously he did the double in 2018 and 2019, winning both the cross-country and the uh, the uh, Grand National. But we've got uh, Galvin, fourth of 11 in the Gold Cup, won by Aplutard in 2022, was the highlight of uh, his last season. Uh, but he's won a grade three at Punchestown on seasonal debut before a mighty effort to finish second of 16 in the cross-country at Cheltenham. He's classy. I hope he hasn't got too much weight tomorrow, but uh, he may it just might find him out in the uh, closing stages. Delta work I'm going to have to stick with as well. Winner of uh, three of his last six starts, including a couple of cross-country contests at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, disputed the lead, two fences from home in the National 12 months ago. Ben, uh, eventually finishing third of 40 runners off a £1 higher mark, and he's entitled... Uh, to be in the mix again with, uh, you know, some firms paying six, seven or or eight places. And uh, uh, obviously I'm going to steer clear of Gilead de Manel because you've you've put it up so we, we won't, we can, I can move elsewhere. Korak Rambler, he's a little bit short for me at the at the prices. He did win the Ultima well um, at Cheltenham last month, beating 23 stars uh, and fast or slow by a neck. Uh, quite a few conditions to suit for the nine-year-old point into a big run in the national but one at a big outsider is another uh, one from the Gordon Elliott yard uh, Coco Beach who's now ridden by Harry Cobden ran a cracker as a seven year old 
in the Grand National 12 months ago, possibly racing a little too prominently uh, last year before being headed uh, two obstacles from home, losing a high shoe, hind shoe before fading to finish eighth of the 40 last year. Uh, won the Grand National trial at Punchestown in February as well, did Coco Beach. So he's at massive prices, Coco Beach. I'll be having a little play on him and uh, each way on Delta Work and uh, Galvin uh, at uh, another bit. I think Galvin's far too big at around 20 to 1, Ben. I don't know what you think uh, about those. Good luck with Galliard de Manil as well. Uh, and uh, good luck, everyone. If you, But what I usually say when people ask me, Ben, uh, what what do you think about the national? So just choose yourself. It, it's a it's a fun yeah, race. It, you sit down. Most of us sit down with the family and watch it. I still make sure that I sit down and watch it with the family. Just choose your own and just have a laugh. Pick the colours out. Pick your uncle Albert or whatever. What was that one for Arthur that won a couple of years ago? And you know anybody who had a grandfather called Arthur was, um, you know, running. Any mud fans were all back in Tiger Roll. <laughs> <laughs> Just running out of ideas here, mate. Carry on. <laughs> it's, um, if if um if you're a once a year backer, then yeah, yeah. Just pick pick the colours or the names. You know, there's there's no point in coming to someone like us who's doing this day in day out. You Absolutely. Know, if you're if you're a once a year, I mean, I don't imagine anybody's listening to us right now is a once a year punter. But somebody's listening to us might get somebody coming to them, a family member. And I'm just like, ah, well, to be honest, my mum's probably going to message me like oh, about eight and say, can you put a pound each way on? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, because I've, I've mentioned this before on the blog. The year I put my mum off and one moan, and I'm like, <laughs> eh, she's never forgiven me. I think that's I'm why, surprised. you know, I think that's why her uh, she's replaced me with a pet seagull. True story. Um, <laughs> there's many things, but you know, just my mum will text me with a ton of horses, and I'll be like, yep, I'm just gonna put them on. I'm never again will I try and whittle down her shortlist. Yeah. So. And- yeah, as I said, it's just it, you know it's a it's a family thing and uh, it's still fun and it's mo- much more safer than it used to be, uh, despite what the um, the planks, animal right planks will uh, be telling you. But uh, anyway, the uh, <laughs> but enjoy the race. It's just uh, it's a tra- tradition. It's the race that got me into horse racing. The nineteen seventy three. Uh, Grand National Red Rum and Crisp. I know uh, quite a few people say that, um, but it's it's certainly the first Grand National that I can remember. But uh, anyway, good luck for tomorrow, Ben, and uh, everybody else. Many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast, the Grand National edition. Remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on Epic Radio weekdays between 5am and uh, 7am. And you can get more from Ben over on narrowinthefield.co.uk. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for your support over the weeks and hopefully the coming weeks as we head into the flat season. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great Grand National Day tomorrow.